Welcome to <laughs> Dragon Talk. Dragon Talk. The official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Hi. Hi. I'm Greg. Hey, I'm Greg. Who are you? What's your name? Shelley. Hello, Shelley Mazanoble. Hi, Greg Tito. How are you doing today? Great. How are you? We are jazzed because there is coffee in the air. Yes. It is improved. Delicious. Initiative coffee. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, we ran into uh, Brian from the Initiative Copy uh, Coffee Company yes. at Origins. Yes. Right? All the way back in June. All the way back in June. And he gave us a, a, a packet of coffee to try. And I was yep. like, yeah, sure, I'll try this. And it was so good. And it was delicious. And I love that they were, uh, you know, gamers who were jumping into coffee. Coffee is a big part of my life. Mine I drink too. a lot of it. Me too. That's why I like making these huge D&D mugs that can hold 20 ounces of it More at a time. coffee. I will sometimes have three of these in a day. This is one of those days where I've had, this is my third. How do you feel? Pretty happy. Ah! Go, go, go. Can buzz, you buzz, sleep? Buzz. Are you one of those people that's like, can't have coffee after three because I'll be awake all no, night? No, I pretty much have coffee all the time. I can have coffee like while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I, and it often, would not. I often wake up, brew a cup, <laughs> drink it down, and then go back like, to bed. I love a nice cup of coffee in the evening. It's um, just delicious. It is. It is. And it good. does not keep me awake. It may, it may make me like key up uh, like another hour more than usual, but that's about it. Okay. Yeah. And it is synonymous, synonymous with gaming for yes. me. It really is. I do enjoy the sounds of uh, milk being steamed oh in the God, background really when I, I play board games. <laughs> I love it. I like the sounds of a Pelham. We could totally see you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the middle of our intro, and he just cuts he just out laughed. right he in just, the middle of it. He just left. He just left. He's yeah, just he rolled like, his stealth check. It was no. very good. Um, and he failed. But yeah, at the coffee place where Quinn and I like to go play board games. Yeah. It's just like the soundtrack of our Saturday. I just like it. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. yeah I dig that. And there is the, the sense of community. So yes, we very s- much. speak to two amazing people uh, creating coffee uh, for the Initiative yes. Coffee Company in the Chicago land area. Yep. Uh, Latia and Brian. Who are doing great things They're with coffee things. and supporting things. other gamers, which and is pretty amazing. Other things such as hula hooping, hula hooping, and for dungeon the, mastering for for kids. Yeah, and adults. Yeah, but I think the the kids stuff is cool. Six, five or six nights a week playing Dungeons and Dragons. A lot of D&D. That's good stuff. They've got plans for conventions coming up <gasps> and for even more what is going uh, on? fun, uh, amazing things. So wait, hurry up and talk about D and D. D and D. D and D. We love D&D. I do love D&D. It's really good. Nathan just walked in, so we're just going to pretend. We have to make sure that we're, we're, we're <clears> doing <throat> it for reals now. Oh, yeah. So this is Dragon Dog. <laughs> Very professional. <laughs> always always professional. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's our, our bread and butter. What's he doing here? Nothing. Okay. He's not. I think he's listening and looking at us, strangely, as are uh, Brian and Latia. <laughs> They're also looking at us. <laughs> Don't look at that. Uh, so that's going to be the interview that we're going to talk to yep. uh, uh, them today. We also have a wonderful segment. Oh, uh, we do? Yeah, of course. We do. Um, I'm not going to – yes, I do know exactly what it is. It is going to be about the apprentices of Halister Black Cloak. We'll learn all about those. Oh, that will be fun. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah, right. They, some of them might be under there in Under Mountain still. Like um, like, okay. Like what? Because they're, they want to be? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. You have to listen to the segment to find I out. I yeah. Um, but I always do. In the meantime, let's, uh, what are some other things that are – you have a few games coming out. I can't believe it. Yeah. Right around the corner. Right. 
Access and Allies and Zombies. <gasps> it's going to be in people's hands very soon. October 26th. You got to show it in front of uh, some very dedicated D and D. I'm sorry, Axes <laughs> and Allies fans. Some of them were dedicated D and D. They're A and A and D and D fans. Yeah, from our local uh, meetup chapter, the Puget Sound uh, meetup group. But actually, they came as far as ca- Canada. Some come. of them, some of the members some of them came, came from, from as far Canada as to Canada. come wow. play with us here at Wizards, and they really liked it. They dug it. Yeah, yeah, they really did. Sweet. It's it's uh, different enough. To make it feel like a fresh new game, but also if it's definitely still Axis and Allies. Yeah. The right. zombies make it totally uh, a wild card almost in a way. Totally. You're not sure what's, what's going to happen. And it's just fun to listen to them just try to figure out what the strategy is. And because the zombie minis stand out a lot on the board because they're just this kind of weird just greenish color. Yeah. Um, walking around and just seeing like, oh, yeah, this isn't looking good. Oh, they're doing a pretty good job keeping them at bay. Or just like you can see the different types of strategies. Some people just go and try to kill the zombies immediately and some just let them <laughs> fester. Bless you. Thank you. Um, so. I love the components in that game, how there's like the bloody stained uh, IPC certificates, the money. It's very uh, dirty and apocalyptic. Yeah, it feels like a... Uh, Access and Allies game, a World War II game, would be if it had this twinge of horror to it you yes. know, with the zombies. Yes. I, I dig it. Good. You've that got this heavy. other game that is straight up horror coming out, oh more gothic gosh. horror. Betrayal Legacy. That looks so fun. I We will crack it open soon. Yeah, we, we will have to. Um, this past week, I was in Salem, Massachusetts. Did you get scared? I tried. I tried really hard to scare myself, and I just couldn't. No? You're, like, you're too um, cynical now? Salem was so, it's a really cute little town. It is a cute town. That's like your old stomping grounds? Yeah. Did you actually, ever go there? I went there most recently for a friend of mine who got married. There. In Salem? Yeah. In the, in the summertime. Your friend a witch. She is now. Okay, good. Yeah, because of the ceremony we performed. Right. Yes. That's what I was hoping would happen to mm-hmm. me. You didn't I wanted have, to find my coven. You didn't find your coven? I even walked alone. <laughs> I'm just like, maybe they'll just find, maybe they were scared. Because you even I had a sign out that was like, hey, covens. Coven wanted. Which available Hello. for covening. Hello. Nothing. But, um, no. But I went there um, with Rob. Yeah, because that's his stomping grounds, isn't it? Yep. And we um, invited some media partners to come play the game. And by Rob, we mean Bob. Rob. Rob, Bob Davio. <laughs> Rob Davio. <laughs> <laughs> the designer of the designer. Many things. And including we, we went legacy. to a haunted hotel and we rented a suite and it was sweet. And we had lots of food and drinks and some uh, media partners and Rob who walked them through part of the game. They got to play it. Uh, and it is, you know what? It's really fun listening to this game. Mm. People get really role play all of a sudden. Really? They're just like, oh, I am this character. It is 1666, and I am on a homestead, and I'm going to do terrible things. Hark. Hark. And they just got really excited about naming their family and creating this history, and it's just, it's wild and Sweet. fun. And that first, the prologue that you play is like, poof, it just blows your mind. Do you know, have I spoiled anything? I know very little. Okay, good. Very little. I know nothing. Uh, so I'm excited to, to crack it open and get my and first bit. And it's beautiful. It's, and it's just, it's a really beautiful. And you play as one family over the course of 16 you're, Yeah, you're different members or, or of the same scenarios. family. 13. There is a prologue in 13. Wow. 13 chapters. That's good that you chose it 13. It goes right, well, obviously, on purpose. That's why we have a prologue. Otherwise, it would have been 14. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's not weird. scary. That's not it goes from 1666 to 2004. Sweet. And one of the characters, her name was Edna. That's what but they it's named not her. Anymore? 
Well, that's what they this person named. Oh. And he actually he was playing Edna in 1666, and then it's like you know 25 years later he decided to be Edna, just 25 years older. Nice. Yeah. So that was actually because she was very developed in this first game. So they wanted everybody to got keep very going connected with it. to her. Oh, and that's she, cute. Yeah. That's great. That's my daughter Edna. She I was know. she's in the game. I can't wait to tell her. Well, <laughs> if you can you can name her. What I don't think you'd want this. Edna's in the game's fate to be <laughs> probably your Edna's not. Probably fate. not. But that's one of her favorite things is to create characters, and name them, and have all that thing. So that is I, I one of my favorite things. Too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so I can't wait for for those to come out. And then we also have Dungeon, Dungeon Mayhem. Mayhem. Dungeon Mayhem. That is it's a crazy two to four player card game. Her Very ages easy to jump into. Uh, super easy to learn. Get the your game. kids in there. Get your kids Teach in. Teach them all about magic missiles. Very iconic artwork by Kyle Farron. Yep. And uh, you can play as one of the four characters, the rogue, paladin, barbarian, and wizard. Wizard. That's right. And they're yeah. all pretty cool. And they're wonderful. And you will learn this game in two minutes, and you will play it in five, and you will keep playing it, and keep playing it, and keep playing it. It's got that depth. It really does have that uh, strategic uh, depth. But it's also a party game, because you can kind of like team oh, up yeah. and go against someone. That happens. And, oh, yeah, it happens. It happens until they change And then you get mayhemed. And it's all the mayhem. <laughs> It's going to be true. a fun holiday game. I'm going to play it with my family, too. That's coming out November 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is Legacy out? The 9th, November Betrayal 9th. Legacy is November 9th. Yes. And Access and Aliens and Zombies? October 26th. October 26th. Boom, boom, boom. All right, so that's just the board card game side of things. Oh, my God. And then D&D has... Yeah. We're gonna, you're going to be spending a lot We've of got, time. So in the Waterdeep game Dragon Heist is out now. It's amazing. It's set in uh, the city of Waterdeep, and you will enjoy it very much because it's great at uh, urban storytelling. You can basically just be in the world of a metropolis uh, that's yeah. fantasy-tinged and uh, solve some problems, meet some people. And have a job. And have some job and uh, create uh, your own. Oh, see, I forgot to mention that in our interview, but I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool thing with Waterdeep is that you start a small business. I know. In yeah, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Too. And uh, the the two folks that we speak to, Brian yep. and Latia, are also small business owners. So there you go. Is it real life? Is it role playing? It's all the same. Uh, so <laughs> that is out everywhere now. And then uh, the kind of next evolution of that storyline, not necessarily the sequel, but it's Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage, Ooh. which is all about what's happening below the city of Waterdeep. You never know. In the dungeon, a uh, mega dungeon, I can call it that, of Undermountain. That's mega all ruled dungeon. by Halister Black Cloak. Uh, he is a nefarious, not necessarily uh, completely there with it why would type you be, of individual. Why would you want to be his apprentice? Power. Are you a bad person? You might be. Uh, but they all came down with him when he was not quite so uh, tainted. There was eight. You'll have to listen to the segment to learn more about this. Okay. But okay. They, uh, uh, they are now still there with him. And it's 23 levels of Undermountain, all detailed in Dungeon of the Mad Mage, including the settlement of Skullport uh, and all the nefarious goings on that happened there. Pretty pretty in-depth uh, type stuff. It takes you from levels uh, 6 to level 20. Uh, you can get up there, and it's the like I said, the perfect uh, you know coda to what's happening with your characters in Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Okay, that'll be out on November second in all game stores and on a wide release everywhere November thirteenth. Okay. Oh my gosh! Guess what else is coming? Ravnica. That's right, Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. That is the first major product that combines the lore and mechanics of Dungeons and Dragons and Magic: The Gathering. Into one. Hooray. Hooray it is. 
you can play as any one of the ten guilds that rule the uh, urban plane of Ravnica. There's tons of them. Uh, okay. We spoke to Ari Levich, uh, who is on the Dungeons and Dragons team, but used to be on the Magic team, about four of those guilds uh, for previous Lore You Should Know segments. So okay. look into those, uh, and there will be more coming. Okay. And yeah, you can play as one of those guild members doing stuff for your guild master, uh, solving problems, creating havoc, whatever you're. Whatever kind of employee you are. Or what kind of you know, role playing uh, you know, a character you, you, you end up choosing. So that's good stuff. It has everything that you need to play Dungeons and Dragons within the world of Wyvernica in that one book. Uh, so you can create that's characters. You can use it as a bestiary. They'll be able to, oh, to, cool. to take monsters in there. There's an introductory adventure set in Ravnica. All the stuff that you need, all the setting, everything, one book. Awesome. Love it. Um, we also have... We got some good stocking stuffers. We got some good stocking stuffers. Right? The ABCs and 1, 2, 3s of D&D. Oh, I can't wait for that. Those are awesome. Those are coming uh, November 13th. Uh, Ivan Van Norman wrote those children's books, illustrated by Caleb Cleveland, and uh, lots of fun rhyming couplets that you can read to I think I'm going to read kids. that one to Quinn's class. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, my daughter asked me if I would talk in her class about what I do. And I'm like, she's like, like, you kind of have a cool job, right, Dad? I'm like, yes, I do. Edna or Fiona? Uh, Edna. I was like, I'm going to beat all those firemen and I'm going to talk about games. Yes. Exactly. Uh, So that'd be cool. D&D saves people, too. And maybe I'll bring in copies of this book for them to share. There you go. We also have core rulebook sets uh, coming out. So the core rulebooks are the Monster Manual, the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Player's Handbook, and the Dungeon Master's Screen all come in this one uh, cardboard slip clase. Clase? Clase? Slip clase. It's a slip clase. That's a really cool band called Slip Clase. It's a technical term. (laughs) People people in the publishing bit, they know it. Yeah. Um, that's really great. Those are really cool. And there's not only going to be the standard cover version, there's going to yeah. be an alternate cover version that's created by Hydro 74. And those look fantabulous. I'm going to give them to people for the holidays. You should. I already know those are three perfect. people who are going to get those. Yeah. The uh, Hobby Store exclusive cover should be available uh, on November 9th, and uh, the other ones will be available everywhere. So you on can November pick 20th. that up when you're already in the store picking up Betrayal Legacy. For reals. Uh, we also have uh, Extra Life going on. November yeah. 3rd, Shelly's going to be playing live. First time for me. Dungeons and Dragons. Is- I had to name my own character. Yeah? I will change it if somebody would like to purchase that incentive. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. I'm just saying. Where I can they do still that? still there. I, my, my Extra Life page. What's the address to that? How do I know? It's, I don't know. Just search for Shelly Mazanova. Extra Life. An Extra Life. Oh, I just, it's on my Twitter. It's in your Twitter. Because I just posted about it. At Shelly Moo. Go there. Uh, put it in your profile page. People will find it. Yeah. And uh, that's awesome. And you have an Extra Life I page, do, too. I do, I'll be playing as part of Clerical Error, uh, which is on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. We'll be doing that on, I think, November 7th is when our game is scheduled okay. uh, for uh, in support of Extra Life. Dungeon Master Lauren Urban has tons of awesome stuff that you can do, including donating, uh, uh, I think it's $25, and you can write an event that happens in Waterdeep uh, that's 25 words or less. What? And uh, you can get it in there. I'm not sure of the dollar amount. It might be higher I than might that. do that. But it's super cool. I love that idea. And then she'll roll on a like, a like a wild magic table, except it'll be like wild oh, happenings God. in Waterdeep. Um, so great way to get in some creativity into the game. 
And uh, it's all to benefit the Seattle Children's Hospital uh, or, or any hospital within the Children's Miracle Network. We do most of our donations toward the Seattle one, which I went to recently and was awesome. Yeah. Good I mean, stuff. it's like, I'm glad it was awesome. Sorry you were there, but glad it was awesome. Yeah. I, well, I mean, if I nobody wants their, their, their kid to be sick or injured no. in any way, but if they are going to be, it's great to it's have a, great place. a place like I mean, that. Like, they really are top of the line. They're so kind. They're so uh, uh, just appreciative. There's, uh, a, there's just a big difference between treating adults and treating children. Well, I want to be treated like a, a, a child. Can, uh, can most hospitals be, have those nice people? I, in didn't, it? I didn't get ice cream. No. Or a popsicle. They gave him a little like, ooh, medicine and ice cream. <laughs> and he was just like super high eating his ice cream. It was like the cutest, saddest thing I ever saw. <laughs> he was a little, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> he was. But he had Aww. ice cream. He didn't care. Poor Queenie. Well, uh, I think that's about all I can pack into this, but there is lots of stuff going on at TwitchCon uh, at the end of this month, at the end of October. You'll be there. Uh, October 26th, 27th, and 28th, we'll be broadcasting live from the Dungeons & Dragons and Magic the Gathering Arena booth on the show floor. Cool. It'll be nonstop. Tons of fun. We've got, I think, a live D&D game happening each of the days uh, of TwitchCon. Uh, as well as panels uh, talking about uh, Ravnica, D&D cosplay, uh, all the above. Um, but there's also one really special thing for Dice Camera Action fans out there. We're doing a live show on the main stage at Twitch. I think it's called the Glitch Stage. Wow. 2 p.m. Pacific time on the Twitch main channel. Watch there. We'll be hosting it, of course, uh, on uh, our twitch.tv slash D&D. Yeah, tons of great casts. Uh, you know, obviously the Waffle Crew will be there in costume, uh, along with Chris Perkins, the Dungeon Master. Um, four guests. I'm not. I'm not going to tell them all now, but next week we might be able to tell you all about them. Because you can't. Yeah, because yeah, because I can't yet. But I can tell you that Benjamin Looms, the composer for Sirenscape, is going to be there. Oh no way! Performing his live soundtrack. To what is happening on stage. No way. Maybe in a bard costume uh, in a DJ booth next to the stage. Yeah. It's going to be pretty exciting. If he plays any weeping women. (laughs) That might be you. It might be me. That might be you. So Sirenscape has these amazing uh, sound sets available to you right now. Uh, If you don't know what Sirenscape is, real quick, it's like a soundboard that you can use for Dungeons & Dragons. That includes uh, custom uh, uh, background music, uh, all queued up to specific chapters and even headings within your Waterdeep Dragon Heist book. So I've been using it at home in in my uh, uh, home sessions of playing Dragon Heist, and it's super easy. Just be like, oh, we're in this shop. We're in that shop. And I got to record uh, some stuff for it, finally. I know. I can't believe you didn't before. I know. I was busy when this they were is here. calling. So I am not a weeping woman, but uh, I'm not going to tell you what I am just yet. But you will. But I will. Okay. Soon. It's pretty exciting. Is it a character? It is a character. Oh, my God. Yeah. You got a speaking part? I got a speaking part. Wow. I know. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Uh, so that's all, all many of the fun stuff. There is definitely way more that I could be talking about, but I think I really want to get to uh, learning about the apprentices uh, yes. with House Black Club. Let's so do let's, that. Let's go listen to that right about now. Okay. Hello, and welcome to another segment called Lore You Should Know. Uh, that's where me, Greg Tito, speaks to Chris Perkins. 
Hello. Hey. Uh, about little bits of Dungeons and Dragons lore and how you can use it in your game or just for funsies. Uh, and today we are going to talk uh, because Dungeon of the Mad Mage is a adventure that's coming out very soon uh, in November 9th in game stores, November twentieth everywhere else. Undermountain, and more specifically, the apprentices of Halister Black Cloak. Seven of them who yes. went down into the dungeon with him. Are they all still there? Uh, no. 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 Seven of these apprentices. Yes. yes. Went in. They're like the seven dwarves, only spooky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is October after all. <laughs> it is. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, there were, he had, he had seven apprentices. Um, actually, one of them technically wasn't an apprentice when he went in. Um, that would be Mural, the misshapen. He was an intern? Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a contractor. Uh, the, um, uh, he was a bodyguard. Oh, okay. He was a fighter. Oh. Uh, who basically was Hallister's numero uno bodyguard. Got it. Uh, and then the others were wizards like Hallister. Why was he misshapen? Well, he wasn't when he first went down in the dungeon. He, 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 was, he was a mural of fighter <laughs> accompanying Hallister down. And mural of the pleasing shape. Yeah. He changed dramatically. <laughs> But then, as happens with anybody who spends any amount of time around Hallister, is he went insane, um, decided to learn magic under Hallister's tutelage, and became a competent wizard, and decided... (laughs) I'm glad we're just jumping in on these guys. Nice. And decided that uh, in order to outdo everybody else on the crazy scale, (laughs) that he would um, turn half of himself into a giant scorpion. Oh, which, which, which half? So he went all Scorpion King, and so he's got the upper, he's got the head and upper torso of a man. Okay. And he's got the lower body of a scorpion, okay. complete with legs and stinger. Okay, full, full of rock then. Yes, all right. exactly. Got it. And so, uh, and that's when he started to be known as Mural the Misshapen. And this was not inflicted upon him. He inflicted this upon himself with Halister's blessing and help. Interesting. Yes, and it made him more fearsome, obviously. Right. Um, better able to do his job. Uh, but all this study of magic and whatnot, like so many of the other apprentices, kind of messed with his head, and he became so crazy that Hallister said, okay, yeah, I'm going to just leave you down here, and good luck with your life, Mural. Bye. Right. Uh, and so Mural kind of carved out a piece of Undermountain for himself, and called it Mural's Gauntlet. And that is the 10th level of Undermountain. Oh, I see. And so Mural basically is um, an apprentice who has mute, has confined himself to one level of Hallister's dungeon, named it after himself, and he's very proud. Good for him. He's a proud boy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's still a force to be reckoned with, I'm sure. Yes. He, he, is, uh, he is still this grotesque monstrosity that haunts these... Now, originally, this level of the dungeon, uh, as we mentioned in the earlier podcast, uh, was not crafted by Halaster and Mural. Um, they basically just took it over. Uh, the level known as Mural's Gauntlet used to be a drow sanctuary. Oh. And so even though he's stalking the corridors and claiming them as his, all the architecture suggests drow origin. 
So at least arachnid uh, uh, type stuff. There is definitely this arachnid connection. Whether whether it's not clear whether or not mural was inspired by any of the arachnid stuff that we see. I don't believe that's actually true. I think uh, the, the scorpion motif is something he had settled on even before he just happened to claim this part of the dungeon. More likely what happened is he became a half scorpion, found the part of the dungeon that spoke to his arachnid half, yeah. and moved in there. And he's like, this is, this is the place yeah. for me. Yeah. 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 Interesting. All right, so that's one of the that's apprentices. One. Yeah. What is, uh, what's another one? Uh, let's do... Um, so... Let's, talk, let's first cover the apprentices that are present. Okay. Um, there are four. four. Um, in addition to Mural, there is Trobriand, the metal mage. Okay. Metal or mental? Metal. Metal mage. Metal. Okay. Yes. Trobriand, one of Halaster's most gifted pupils, uh, is, like the others, crazy. And he decided that he was going to pursue immort- immortality through his creations. The reason he's called the Metal Mage is because he's got a gift with making constructs. Right. And that's basically what he has been doing in Undermountain for years and years and years is creating metal constructs. Uh, his greatest creations are called the Scaladar. Mm. And interestingly, they're giant metal scorpions. Oh. Inspired so, by his friend? Uh, unclear. Um, <laughs> The, uh, but the, the scorpion motif seems to be a thing in Undermountain. And so these giant metal scorpions are constructs that have electrified stingers. Ooh. They're as big as elephants. Ouch. Yeah. They're, and, oh. and they can be controlled, but only if you wear one of Trobriand's uh, metal rings. And he crafted, very Sauron-esque like, crafted a master ring that he wears and then minor rings that others can wear to control Skaladar, but it's the master ring that overrides them all. Okay, so he did that. So he's always yes. going to have that one, but yes. his under-apprentices yes. can... Like Mural, he was human, but he is no longer. Um, and this is something we've introduced new into the lore. This is a recent transformation for Trobriand. Oh, he was human he has moved on. products? He, uh, yes, yes. Um, but in his newest incarnation, he has transformed himself. And that's all I will say. Interesting. Yes. All right. I want to find that more about Trogran. Yeah. Okay. I was comfortable talking about Mural's transformation because that's actually old news. If you read old um, Undermountain products, Mural was first introduced, I believe, in the Undermountain, the Deep Levels boxed set, which was the sequel to the original Undermountain box set. Um, Mural first appeared when level 10 was fleshed out for the first time. Un- uh, but Trobriand, um, this is really the first time we've gotten to play with him in any real way. And what level is he uh, residing on? Uh, I'd rather not say. Okay. But I will say this. Yes. There is a level of the dungeon called, and it's level 13, and it's, known, it's called Trobriand's Graveyard. Oh. Not because he died there, but because that's where all of his old um, experiments went. I see. Yes. So very cool. All right, I can't wait for level level thirteen. That should be level fun. thirteen. Yeah. Yes, yeah. All right. Uh, so, moving on from Trobriand, yeah, uh, probably Halister's mo- most promising, I'd say, pupil. Promising meaning most gifted and talented, uh, mo- or most, most, most probably most gifted, most m- mentally deranged, <laughs> um, and and most likely to succeed him. Right, is Arcturia. 
She has a level named after her, level 14. It's called Arcturia Doom. Uh, for those who don't know, in lore, a doom is equal to a lair. Liches often have dooms right. in the Forgotten Realms. Arcturia Doom um, is where she basically, she cordoned off that section of the dungeon to be her laboratory and workshop. So she's got all these rooms set aside for that. Now there's more going on in Arcturia Doom than simply Arcturia's experiments. Mm. Uh, but she is a very, very strange creature. Uh, she was human. She transformed her. Now, um, many of Halister's apprentices specialized in certain kinds of magic. Her specialty was transmutation magic. And the f- what she transformed herself into almost defies description. Uh, first, she became a lich. Mm-hmm. So that solved the whole aging problem. <laughs> solved. Um, solved. Yeah. Uh, so then she magically created like butterfly wings for herself. Mm-hmm. And she turned her skin blue and scaly, almost like a fish. Okay. And she's got these bone spurs all over her arms, like pointy, sharp bone spurs. Hmm. So she's a... She's a bone spur wielding butterfly winged blue skinned lich. All right. What, so, perfectly what, normal. What was the uh, desire for that? Uh, Just she, ornamentation? Basically, or? reinvention. Um, this idea that there is no transformation, no transmutation that is beyond her or um, beneath her. Interesting. And so she's just sort of like, I can, I can transform myself into anything. Mm. So I like wings and I like bone spurs and blue skin and that's me. And uh, she's, she's very comfortable with who she is. Well, I can and, get behind that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, she has, of all the apprentices, she and Trobriand have been the ones who have sort of stuck it out with Halister the longest. Meaning that they're loyal to him and his that, desires. Yeah, yeah that they they're deferential to him. They they sort of know him and are you know they're not they've never felt the need to sort of run off. Okay. and leave him behind. Um, she in particular because she is so distracted by her experiments, which involve transmutations, the turning of one thing into another, or the twisting of something into some entirely new form. And so anything to do with her in Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Uh, is really just the word, probably the best word is twisted. Mm. Um, you see a lot of her handiwork in this adventure, and none of it is anything like you would expect or have seen before. Oh, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's uh, very, very, very uh, dangerous, but at the same time, she's so consumed by her work that if you're a smart adventurer, you might be able to get past her without really incurring her wrath. Unless, of course, you destroy her phylactery, in which case, you know, the bones, oh, the bone spurs come off. And because she's a lich, she's still... Uh, uh, she, needs her, she needs souls in the phylactery in order to sort of perpetuate her ex- undead existence. Got it. Yeah. Um, and does she... So she's one of those ones that also doesn't necessarily have any animosity towards... Adventurers or anything like that. She Not just particularly. Wants to be left alone I think she's kind of thinking at a higher level. Um, I think everything to her is an experiment. Hmm. So if you pique her interest, maybe that's a bad thing, like because she'd want to experiment on you. I see. Um, what but if you showed any kind of talent with transmutation magic of your own? She does take apprentices. 
She does. Yes. Oh, well, there um, you go. Trobriand, not so much. She's the. She might be the only one beyond Hallister, actually, who's still kind of recruiting actively apprentices. Although, again, be warned, um, she may not be satisfied with your current form. She yes, she would want so, to yeah. ornament you as she has been. Yeah, yeah. You you become an apprentice to a crazy wizard at your own peril. I like the idea of the butterfly wings, kind of too. Also talking about metamorphosis and that yes, kind of that's, thought. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's part of the allure. Is she sort of senses that it's a symb- symbolic thing? Yeah, and that's why it reflects her. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's cool. Uh, so who have we covered? Mural, Trobriand, Arcturia. Yes. There's one other who's still loitering around under mountain in Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and we haven't really seen him before, and that's Nestor. Nestor. N e s t e r. Yeah. I feel like that's a familiar name. It it has a familiar sound to it, yeah. for sure. And uh, it might be easily confused with Nistel, okay. uh, who is you know Nistel's magic aura. And oh, okay. Other, yeah, maybe that, maybe that's names. what I'm thinking from a spell name. Exactly. Yeah. So um, Nestor. <laughs> so let me just check one thing here. Sure. You can, you can move the microphone. Too. Oh, it's all right. Um, necromancy is kind of his thing. He, too... Um, aimed to become a lich. But, and this is covered in an earlier Undermountain product, we just sort of picked up the idea and ran with it. Mm. Um, He, rather than follow the traditional rituals for lichdom, decided he could come up with his own. It didn't work. Um, It it half worked. He was able to become an undead creature, but not a lich in power. And his body is in this sort of state of perpetual entropy and decay. Ooh. To the point where all that's left of him now is a skull and two floating arms. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, so he's on his way out. <laughs> he basically maybe is like, one day he'll become a demi lich. You all have done liches wrong. Yeah, I'm going to do it my way. Exactly. I'm I'm the I'm the master of necromancy here. I got this. This is easy. I'm going to come up with a whole new creature. <laughs> no, no, it whiffed. It whiffed. Oh, uh, and permanent damage. And so he haunts under mountain in this decayed, floating, undead form. Uh-huh. And unfo- and because of this decay. His mind has also decayed, and so he is really just now an undead shell of what he used to be. Oh. Does he have any uh, desires? Like, is he, is he trying to get back to his form? So, currently, he is... <laughs> this is going to sound so stupid, but... <laughs> he's teaching to make ends meet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he is... Yeah. Um, Something I, you're familiar with. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to give too much away, but he, he's, he's doing some tutoring work in Undermountain. Okay. And, uh, so you can run into him in his decayed state and have words, but he's out of touch. He's, he's clearly lost most of his marbles. There might be only one or two rattling around in that skull of his at this point. Right. Because of this, the effects of the because spell. Because of the decay. Yeah. 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 So he is, a, he is an object lesson in uh, hubris. Yes. Delving too far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then the other uh, four apprentices. Uh, so since you said the what was there, his name? Was I, I'll one? gloss over. Um, there's Rantantar. Rantantar. Rantantar, uh, who we don't know a great deal about, um, but you and you don't encounter him in this adventure. Um, he has taken leave or died or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do find one of his items uh, in this adventure. In kind of a very unusual way. Okay. Um, so uh, he he is represented by this thing that you can find. 
Cool. Um, then there's another one. Um, her name is Marambra Nightsteel. She's still the knight? Yeah. She, uh, of the school of, she was an evoker. And, oh, do, do they all map to different schools? Uh, some, there's some overlap, but uh, yeah, they, they've each got their specialty, their specialization school. Makes sense. Uh, and uh, we don't, of all of Hallister's apprentices, we know the least about Marambra. Um, she literally is just mentioned by name in a variety of sources, and mm. we know almost nothing about her. We, because we have pictures of her in this, uh, like in the dungeon. She's described, but really she is a, she's kind of a mystery, and we were comfortable leaving her that way in case a DM wants to do something with her. Okay. So because, she's, cool. because she's basically a blank slate, and we're not putting any, like, uh, hammer down on who she is and where she's at, if a DM wants to take Marambra Night's Deal and run with her, the DM can. That's neat. I like how, and then if she's an evoker, you know, uh, in, for some reason, immediately what called to mind was like a war mage or some kind of you know of right. fireball yes, specialist very much that so. would be used yes, in, in absolutely that type of yep. uh, warfare. And so if exactly, you, yeah. yeah. But she um, his, historically, uh, it's believed that she left Undermountain at some point. But there's always the possibility she could come back. Right. Um, Potions, longevity, other thing. Who knows? Yeah. Right? Okay, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So she's she's blank slate. Uh, play, do with her what you will. The last one of the seven apprentices is, in some ways, um, going to be the most important from the player character's point of view, and that is Jasira Kesselharp. Kesselharp. Uh, Kesselharp is she. Her story is a bit of a tragedy, um, insofar as she realized Hallister was crazy. And tried to escape from him. Mm. And he tracked her down and dragged her practically back to Undermountain and had to confine her in the Citadel of the Bloody Hand, which is a a dungeon complex under Mountain Waterdeep, connected to Undermountain, but not really part of the dungeon itself. And so he magically bound her to the dungeon. And she was no, you know, she's no waif. Uh, she's she was a powerful wizard at the time this happened, but he's got something in his head about her that he can't have her wandering around. Awful. Um, it is awful, but she outsmarted him. Um, she became she in her captivity was able to transform herself into, no kidding, a living wish. Uh, like a like a wish spell. Like a wish spell personified. Okay, and. Uh, once she had learned that secret, unlocked that knowledge, she wished herself into the fabric of Undermountain itself. Oh. So as to make Hallister think she had escaped when in fact she's still there. All right. And she's trying to find a way to separate him, basically cut the cord between him and Undermountain so he can be killed for good. Wow. That sounds like a pretty good uh, 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 ending to a movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So now the characters who go into the dungeon probably won't know any of this, and that's fine. She exists in Dungeon of the Mad Mage to serve a variety of functions, and there are various ways that she can manifest, and without going into too many details. But that means she's still alive. And right. it also means that maybe there is a way to separate Hallister from the dungeon and kill him for good. Yeah. And maybe she, she'll take over as the uh, yeah. 
as the overseer. <laughs> so, but it does drive Hollister batty that he has never been able to figure out how she escaped. Ah, because he had he had confined her to this That's area, right. and so yeah, using all all of his best magics. Oh, but and, he's so and confounded. Now she's gone, and now it's like, hmm, oh. She's actually yeah. still there all along. Interesting. Yeah. All right. so, that sounds like a lot to delve into, and I love the idea of um, the dungeon master who's running Dungeon of the Mad Mage being able to tell... <laughs> <laughs> I just knocked over my water bottle and it splooshed, but luckily it did not go anywhere near anything electronic right. yes. or yes. Uh, Chris good, Perkins, good so job. that was good. Good right. job. Right. I, I aimed uh, yeah. well. Um but that a dungeon master could do that on, uh, you know, imprint whatever story they wanted to tell based on, yeah. you know, even though this the, the dungeons are more fleshed out than ever has been in the past, I love that there's time for improvisation, even just mentioning the apprentice. Absolutely, did. yeah. I mean, we wanted, it's a combination of we wanted to use what had faithfully reappeared before, but at the same time, just have discussions around the office about what could we do with the ones who haven't had much attention, yeah. like Jasira, um, and actually make them, you know, fun. Or in the case of Marambra, can we just leave him out there for other DMs to play with? Would you ever like? Is there is there like a canonical like he only had seven apprentices, or do you think that he has actually more? had more apprentices since? Okay, so the seven were the original seven who came with him, descended into Under Mountain, yeah. and and they were his most powerful. But in the years since, many of them left or died or have become absorbed in their own work. Hallister has taken on other apprentices. And you do get to meet some of these individuals in various states uh, as you make your descent into Undermountain. Okay, cool. Um, and I like the idea of there being, you know, others that... And he's always looking for more. Yeah. Crazy dude that he is. Uh, I'm not giving away too much, I don't think, by saying that he's just opened an academy in the darkest reaches of his dungeon. Uh-oh. So looking for, looking for new pupils, I guess, is oh, what man. he's up to. All that, of, that doesn't bode well. That does not bode well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, but hey, maybe you're a character who wants to study under the tutelage of the Mad Mage. Who, who better to learn from? Right. Yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, talk to Nestor first. Is all, <laughs> I, is all I'm saying. <laughs> He's a warning sign out there for all you want to be liches. For all you want to be liches and Halister acolytes. Yeah, yeah, there's danger to be had. There, there is. Maybe even all of them. Actually, they don't sound like they're 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 terribly they're, happy. No, they're all mental. In yeah, their, in their strange way. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Chris Perkins. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? I am on Chris. I am at Chris Perkins DND on Twitter. Excellent. I'm at Greg Tito, and uh, thanks. We'll be back with some more fun lore you should know uh, coming up soon. So, Shelly, what do you think? Did you get everything that you needed to know about The Apprentices from that segment? All questions answered. Which one is your favorite? <laughs> oh, that one was really good. <laughs> the witch yeah. that has the screeching Halloween uh, yes. with the broom. Yes. Yes. And the green face. And the gre- <laughs> I thought you said you were a good witch. <laughs> the pointy hat. Green is a lovely color. That is true. That not necessarily evil. No. I saw Wicked. Right. <laughs> Right? I saw it too. Yeah. It was really good. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. Did you cry? Oh, but several times. Pretty, <laughs> oh, much, pretty much the entire musical. I think Quinn has your. Affection. Crying during musicals? Crying during just even like YouTube videos sometimes. <laughs> He's like, this Kinder Egg, it's so. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like super emotional. I always tell him, like, it's okay, you know, you're. 
Mr. Greg cries too when he watches. I love that it's not Bart. You're like, no, not your father, but he's a, he's that a, Bart is like just kind of always silently weeping in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like because he's married to you. Is get that over it. Yeah. He's just like whatever. His life just didn't turn out the way he thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the recipe for happiness. It's my Halloween right there. laugh. It's only during Halloween. Yep, it's October. Well, awesome. We have two uh, amazing folks uh, who let's are not witches, uh, I believe, but they might be sorcerers. Uh, let's uh, let's let's call up uh, Brian and Latia. So we have uh, Latia and Brian from the Initiative Coffee Company. Hello. Hello. Hi. How, Hi, neighbors. How are you guys doing? I'm uh, fine. A little tired, but I'm fine. I'm tired. considerably less tired, but also fine. You have a coffee company. You can't be That's tired. That's true. But I also had to work my real life job right. this morning. Yeah, this oh. Is, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're right. doing that right now. More of the energy. I know we're doing it in the middle of that right now. <laughs> but I, we couldn't have a, a, a podcast episode recording without real coffee in my, in my cup. Oh. So I'm very excited. And this is the two of the roasts that you guys have done uh, recently for uh, the that are D and D themed, I guess you would say. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, all of our roasts are D and D themed to some degree. Um, so we have those two, and then the third, just kind of light blend, a light roast blend that is called Fulgurite, which is themed after our web, our YouTube series Bard's Tale, which is five bards and a cook. Nice. Yeah. Ways to the glass shores. Um, Homebrew stuff. Yeah. Very cool. And you guys are based in Chicago area, right? The area, yeah. Don't talk to Carlos about the suburbs. He'll get grumpy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why you notice I said Chicago dot dot area. area. All I know is I can park at my house, so... Um. <laughs> That's that's a benefit. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So where, where where are you guys based then? Where is it? We're we're in a in the suburbs a suburb called Lagrange. It's about thirteen miles west of the city. So that's very close. Yeah. Close enough. Relatively. Yes. Close enough. And when we, did, we uh, claim it, except when we're around other Chicago people, because <laughs> apparently people who live in Chicago have a problem with. Uh, landmarks. It's it. Every city kind of has that. I know New York was also the same, where it was like, oh, you had, you know, you're not really in the city if you live on Long Island or something like that. But right. that seems like true. Well, I mean, Brooklyn is technically part of the city and on Long Island. It is. But Shelley, when you're in like Kigali, Rwanda, and you say I am from Chicago, and someone else from Chicago says no, you're not, <gasps> at a table filled with native Rwandans, it's probably not relevant. That's what I'm saying. Flip that table. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty specific of a, of a scenario. Well, it's because it's a thing that happened to me. But yeah. Hypothetically. <laughs> now I want to hear the story. I was in Kigali, Rwanda, and I said I was from Chicago. And Somebody then, else was from Chicago and told me I wasn't from Chicago. And then you flipped that's, the table. I didn't. Uh, you were the one that brought up table oh. flipping. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, Go back in time and flip the table. I work, if, if, if the opportunity should ever present itself again. I wow. Chicago is tough. For you, Shelly. I'll be in Chicago tomorrow. Like, really? Oh, really cool. in Chicago, though. The, the uh, real, the Chicago. real Chicago. Not like, the real yeah. Chicago. The, the, the Carlos Luna Chicago, not yes. the Brian Thomas Chicago. Yes. Carlos's Chicago. Nice. Yeah, we're of course referring to uh, Dungeon Master of Rivals of Waterdeep, uh, also set in Chicago, or at least you know they 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 stream from Chicago. So that's where this all comes from. Actually, I don't want to be that guy. Uh, Well, yeah, you're right. Correct. It is set in Waterdeep. (laughs) I'm getting corrected left and right. So (laughs) you guys make gin, right? 
Uh, yeah, well, Jing <laughs> and other spirits. Uh, uh, <laughs> there are spirits in coffee. Yes, there I'm are. Careful, you ones. There are um, spirits in this room right now. So tell us about some of those spirits and or how you guys started your your, your coffee company, because this yes. is pretty exciting. I love both coffee and Dungeons and & Dragons, so someone who sure. put them together is uh, it's pretty awesome mind. on my book. Um, so I actually... Um, a few years ago now was launching a cafe in an office building in Chicago, Chicago. Um, and then um, the contract kind of just ran out and I had all these contacts and that kind of timed up directly with, um, I started a youth program at one of the local high schools. So every Friday night, it's still going, we play video games, board games, D and D eat pizza, hang out and just kind of not stress out about school or um, making weight or I don't know what, High school kids stress out about <laughs> the goal is to the not pimples they have on their noses. Yeah, like, yeah. Sure, uh, and so um, the youth program became a nine-month program because it's at the high school. Um, the high school is uh, fortunate enough to have like a venue. Do you remember Saved by the Bell? Or are we dating ourselves again? That was so, after my time. It was. They yeah. have a rec hall. They have it was a rec hall. right in my time. Is. Sweet. So there's the Max in Saved by the Bell that like place they hung out. Mm-hmm. Well, that was based off of this venue at the high school. What? Oh, yeah. So I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's super cool. Um, but it's a nine month venue because it's at the school. So I was looking for a way to like extend that program. And I decided that if I owned a business with a venue, I could do that. I still don't own a business with a venue. <laughs> but we're working on getting to the venue part of it. The venue part. That's the long term plan. So, um, yeah, a bunch of kids wanting to play games. That's what started kind of all of this. So, and then like coffee and gaming has always made sense to me as like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, my, my first job in coffee was, um, at this little like community oriented coffee shop where it wasn't about like getting a cup of coffee. It was about communion and like sitting down with people and having conversations, which has been kind of my ethos for gaming since I guess 20 years ago. So, um, it just kind of fit together in a way that um, I thought made sense. That's very cool. I love how you have like a percussive like beat to yes. your what to is- your conversation <laughs> too. They're like because he it's keeps like, I can't keep my hands kind of like spoken word, yeah. <laughs> which is also very much like coffee shops in yeah. general. Yeah. yeah, beat poetry. Yep. So how did? But there still seems like there's a bit of a leap here. I have to know that. Okay. So, but then how did the coffee happen? It's just I know that it's. Um, well, a couple of things like one, I had all these connections in the coffee industry in terms of vendors and stuff. Um, and when I left that job downtown, those vendors were like, Hey, you should do this on your own. And I said, yes, but I don't have $60,000 to build out a cafe. And they said, we'll just do it smaller. And I said, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Uh, (laughs) so you made, uh, so you just did the coffee part. Yeah. And I, you know, I know. There are a few things I know a ton about. I know a lot about a few things. I know a lot. I know a little bit about a lot of things. And there are a few things that I know enough about to like bankroll a business off of. And I thought coffee would maybe hopefully be one of them. And so that's kind of uh, where things started right. up, I guess. I don't know. What about, yeah. uh, what about you, Latia? How did you get involved? How did I get involved? Uh, it was about a year ago, like a, a little over a year ago this past summer. Um, he they were advertising a D&D game at a comic book store out here in LaGrange and I wasn't playing enough D&D. So, um, good that you recognize that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm never, I'm never playing enough (laughs) D&D. And, uh, I 
decided to join the game. It was my first ex- exposure to Adventure Le- Adventures League as well, because all I ever played was like Hardbook and Homebrew. Um, so, hey, it's Bill. He's in chat. Hi, Bill. Um, Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. <laughs> so um, I started gaming with them, and then he told me about the coffee thing, and I used to be a barista oh. a long I, I would say a long time ago. It wasn't a long time ago. It was like six years ago. Um, and I was like, okay, this is a thing that I could help you with. And um, in addition to that, I um, started DMing for his youth group as well. So um, every other Monday, I run something for the youth, for the kids. Um, and we just... Yeah, she got really involved exist. when we cast our, our show, Bart's Tale. So, oh, yeah, I'm also in that. Um, <laughs> she she uh, was coming every week and uh, a really great player. So I just decided that I wanted her involved. And I think. she was kind enough to acquiesce to my demands, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to play more D&D. I mean, that's not yeah, even a demand. Sure. That's of just course. a... She says, she says that she wasn't playing enough, but she only plays six days a week, so... That is a lie. Oh, are you down now? It's yeah. seven now. <laughs> but it no, it's several times, a day. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, when did you, uh, Latia, when did you start playing Dungeons & Dragons? What was your, what was your, like, impetus <sighs> to get into it? It was uh, senior year of high school, actually. Um... I had a bunch of friends who had all the 3.5 books and I saw them and was very overwhelmed because there were a lot of numbers, Mm -hmm. but character creation is something that I like in any game that I play. Um, I will spend hours creating characters and not actually playing a game. (laughs) Um, But so we, I made a character and we played like two games um, before that friend group dissolved. And then I think it was, Five or so years ago, I walked into another comic book store, um, Gem Comics, Nelmhurst, um, and they were playing fourth edition. And one of my high school friends was actually running the table. And I was like, oh, oh well, I want to play. And so I started playing with them. And then so we played <clears throat> until I moved. And then fifth edition came out. And I bought all the fifth edition things, and then I joined a campaign, uh, maybe three or four years, three, about four years ago, I'll say, because fifth edition is four years old now. Um, wow. We started playing Out of the Abyss at um, oh, that was fun. at a yeah, Out of the Abyss was really yeah. fun. That was fun. Um, I had a tiefling rogue who uh, managed to acquire a pet basilisk. Oh, uh, fun times! Um, clearly, clearly not an AL game. No, <laughs> not an AL game. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was kind of the evolution. And then that game ended and, um, I was out of D and D for a little bit until I found you guys. So nice. Well, that's cool. I, I like guess. that you like had like a touchstone for like each of the past editions yeah. and then you were like, all right, now I'm all in with fifth. <laughs> oh, oh man. I am definitely all in. <laughs> I'm so all in. I'm, it's bad how all in I am. <laughs> and you bad. said you, uh, you dungeon master too, right? Yes. Um, I've been... DMing for probably about six months. Oh, relatively uh, newish. Yeah, relatively baby DM, but I'm having a blast. Um, my players are always great and creative, and um, I'm actually taking these guys through Dragon Heist right now. Cool. The youth group that is that who no, you no these just, guys. Uh, oh, these guys. Oh, okay. Uh, our friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's an adult game, so and we're playing it like homebrew style, not through Adventures League, so. Um, it gets interesting, yeah, to say the least. That is true. 
Uh, what, and uh, Brian, what about you? When did you first get into uh, Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, I guess I was 12. Um, it was through some guys that I was in the scouts with and they had, one of them had a super nerdy dad uh, who was really into nerdy things and I was really <laughs> against it, but eventually they wore down my will and I decided to play and then it's been pretty nonstop since, I guess. Um <laughs> We uh, started with three, third edition, and then I think we took a, I took a break during fourth um, just because I was in the middle of grad school and in a new place where I didn't have the um, time to really put a group together or find one. So I took two years away from kind of tabletop, but um, I came back pretty abruptly and uh, enjoyed abruptly. it. Abruptly. I like that. You're like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. all in all of a sudden again. Like, you know, I came back to Chicago where... People I know play, and I just kind of dove in with uh, those people, and it worked out. Then people just kind of threw books at your head, and that was it. Yeah, the joke for a long time was uh, all my f- all the player group wanted to play fifth ed, and we we're still playing three five because I had forty supplements. Um, <laughs> you guys are all your marketing them. teams on top of things without the five books a month. That's better now. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, the joke was that I wasn't going to change systems until the ghost of Gary Gygax came and took my books away. Uh, and then I played fifth edition one time and said, well, shoot, it's better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like your, your car got broken into and you lost all your D and D books. Say, like, you had a you know, spiritual you encounter with Gary Gygax. No and the ghost of Gary yeah. Gygax came into yeah. the That would have been, <laughs> that would have been less anticlimactic. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but no, you didn't, I, uh, I, I, I see your GaryCon uh, shirt there. You didn't. Oh. You didn't encounter the ghost of Gary Gygax then. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> not, that, not that. Not that he. I knows. mean, maybe I did, but not, not that he knows of. of. All right, yeah. I encountered a lot of things at GaryCon. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, no, it was fun. Uh, GaryCon's a really cool, uh, kind of smaller but still pretty large event that's really focused on gaming. Um, I had the opportunity to be I'm going next year. You can't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Um, we had the opportunity to go to, I had the opportunity to go to Gen Con and be part of the official streaming crew for Gen Con. Sweet. Um, which How did that was go? great. It was awesome. Um, that's, you know, the, uh, the high school that I do this youth program at has a, a television station, uh, that was just nominated for an Emmy actually. No way. Um, yeah. It's yeah, sports. High school sports programming, wow. something, something. I didn't even Bill's know they had uh, Bill's in chat. He'll, he can he'll say it. Clear that up. Uh, Hi, Bill. But yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> Bill. Up, Bill. Bill. <laughs> he does ellipses. Um, but um, yeah, so we were there, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and we got to experience a lot of of uh, different like aspects. It was nice to go from Gary Con to Gen Con and see like um, the kind of like the the very like intimate tabletop focus versus like the big yeah. It's- one extreme um, to Gen the other. Connie focus of Gen Con. I don't know. Um, I guess I thought it would be more of a trade show, and it ended up being a lot more. Um, there was more gaming than I thought there would be at, at Gen Con. I don't oh, know. Why yeah. I thought there wouldn't be a ton, but I don't it know. spreads I, out into the hotels and the lobbies yeah. and the anywhere the there's airport. A, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. The airport. So yeah. when you go to these conventions, I know with Gen Con you said you were part of the mm-hmm. streaming, but. Are you there for as a fan? Or are you there to promote Initiative Coffee? Or um, and every everywhere I go, I'm there to promote Initiative Coffee. I think that's part of owning a small business. Um, but um, for Gary Khan, 
Uh, I ran 40 hours of tables, I think. Um, and then a buddy of mine was with me and he also ran 40 hours of tables. Oh my God. Um, and then, you know, like you just make the best of the opportunities that come across, come around. So, um, I mean, there's no, I, I enjoy going to conventions like this. So if I can utilize that time I spend promoting a business that is hopefully yeah. trying to, uh, grow the community, um, I, I am excited to do that. Yeah. Like for Gen Con, um, both myself and Chris, the buddy that we're talking about, we um, we ran some games, some Adventures League games for um, Contessa. And um, right. we kind of promoted Initiative Coffee Company in that like every, all the DM bags, we tried to put a coupon in all the DM bags so that, um, you know, people wanted to try the coffee out, we would uh, give them a bit of a discount on that. So, um that's cool. That was yeah, really. It was really awesome. fun. And those DM bags were really, really nice. Really? Yeah, they were fantastic. And that was my first time running at a convention, and now I'm running 30 hours at Game Holcon, so that's gonna be fun. Oh, sweet. oh, see you there. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Cool. Are you both? Are you guys both coming, or just? I don't know if I'm gonna be there. Why do you no. keep saying that? Because I have the trigger tw- and go. I, I have TwitchCon, and yep. then uh, yep. we have Extra Life Weekend right after that. Yep. And oh. then it's Game Holcon. Yes. Yeah. You act like you I have mean, a family or something. I know. Right? <laughs> Greg, I thought you had like this job that was like community director for Dungeons and Dragons or something. I, I mean, I, I I could choose to go oh, if I wanted to, but it, it's very tough. I could. Is, maybe, uh, maybe could we'll be a family friendly endeavor for you. Could that's I like that. <laughs> it could. Cool. It could. I don't know your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more my. my I mean, my wife uh, has played Dungeons and Dragons and 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 uh, loves watching it, uh, but doesn't always. Uh, I, I, I think immersing her in gaming convention, especially one like Game Holcon, might not be the uh, that actually is. I think is a great up. place. Yeah, to, yeah, because I think it, it's, it's smaller. It's smaller, and I think they have a really good kids track. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, because Alex is always talking about his Alex Hammer, who runs Game Holcon, yeah. was talking about it's like uh, one of the best run conventions from what yeah. I've heard. I haven't been, but and I'll be there. That's right. I can just let you babysit my kids. I was thinking I'd babysit Aaron. Oh, okay. You can do that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can play games together. Yes. I dig it. Okay. So come to all my tables for sure. Yeah. So you're running 30 hours at Game Hall. Yes. What are you running? Um, most, well, actually all CCCs um, because since it's my first time running that many hours and I don't want to die, I decided that I would um, only run like one or two modules. So um I'll be running multiple instances of, I think, two modules the entire weekend. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah, so that way... I wanted wanted to run all of the 8th Season Adventures League stuff, but I I thought about it and I'm like, that's an awful lot to prep. I don't want to do that. (laughs) So uh... prepping one or two things for that weekend is better than wanting to do. Well, that'd be good too, because then you can iterate it. You can iterate on it a couple of times over the weekend. So like by by Sunday, you'll be like, all right, I got this down and I can improvise and have fun with it. Exactly, exactly. We did a bunch for D8 Summit, which is a benefit out in Illinois for pads. And I think I ran 36 hours and it was six, 500 pages of prep for all of the modules. What? Not... It was a poor decision on my part. Do not uh, want. That's a lot. No. So, so less less modules is better. Yes, I've I've learned from the example that I wasn't aware you set for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just innate within him now. That's so, super cool. As far as back to the initiative coffee company. Sure. 
How many different types of – how many roasts are there? Is that the right term? Am I using the right terminology? Uh, yeah. I just uh, we have it. We have three roasts right now. Okay. Uh, we have Improved Initiative, which was our uh, flagship roast, which is a um, South American blend. We have a roast called Fulgurite, which is a light roast South American blend that's named after our web series, uh, The Bard's Tale. Uh, some, it, it's, it's inspired by that. And then we have uh, Snickety Snooks, which is a partnership we have with Holly Conrad on Dice Camera Action, um, where uh, the net profits go to Anxiety Gaming which is uh, an organization that helps match up gamers with mental health practitioners and facilities. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. It's a really cool organization. It's out of LA and we um, we've cut two checks for them in two months and we're just right around $450 that we've donated to them. That's something we're, we're really proud of and really excited to work with Holly on that. And we're actually talking to another streamer now about doing another benefit roast. Um, Oh, cool. A program we're calling the, the help action coffee program so and what is that uh just uh we we're trying to partner with streamers uh or names in uh the industry and pick a charity that's important to them okay and just do a roast based off of uh, a character or a program that they're on um and then put that money back into the community that is so, so. cool Nice. Well, we got to do that with you next year for Extra Life. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. That Extra sounds like fun. Set it up. I'm on board. So nice. where do people, like, where would people buy the, the well, sure, any of so them? You can, yeah. So uh, the Snickety Snooks is available at Initiative Coffee, com, uh, com slash help action. Okay. And then the other blends are at com slash goods and wares. Um, or if people are in Chicago, um, they can reach out on um, Facebook or Twitter. Uh, those are the best ways to get a hold of us. Um, sometimes if people are close, we prefer to do like drop-offs or deliveries instead of like charging people $10 to drive past their house on the way to the post office. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's a, the best way to get a hold of us. Yep. And you guys ship uh, everywhere, international? Domestic right now. Um, we... Uh, I haven't really, I mean, we've just been doing, so <laughs> to put things in perspective a little bit, before we started partnering with Holly, we had 13 total online sales over two years uh, of, of being a business. And we just uh, got our 101st order uh, two months after we started partnering with her. Yay! So it's been a little bit of me um, scrambling to figure out how to package and ship things on the fly. Yeah. Um, over the last two months. So we haven't quite worked out international shipping, but um, domestic, we, we ship domestically to all 50 states. So Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's small businesses, it's hard. It's hard out it's there. Hard. It's super hard. Yeah. Yeah. But you're doing good work. It's true. Yeah. And so I love the, coffee. the combo of coffee and gaming. I think mm-hmm. that is something that, I mean, yeah, it's really so strong do, for me. Uh, I guess I do three... I organize three events a week and that's a Monday, all Monday night, all ages program, a Friday night, uh, youth program, and then, um, a Saturday program, um, that is kind of off and on depending on if school's in session or not and that kind of stuff. So, um, that's cool. And Latia, you're running some of those, right? I am running some of those mostly Mondays because the real life job gets in the way, Right. but, um, 
I would love to run more at some point. So, and people can find out about that on the website too, or Um, a separate program. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, (laughs) They should they should be able to find out about that on the website. But I'm not a great business owner, so. um, (laughs) But you're uh, a great coffee roaster. About that on the website is the goal. So, um, yeah. All right, well, I, I, okay. Well, it, it will be up there soon. <laughs> soon, soon, I guess. Um, I'll work on that today and tomorrow. And then Wednesday, by Wednesday, we'll have a schedule posted. All right, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> well, that's awesome. By the time by the time people listen to this on uh, the podcast form, it'll, it'll, it'll be there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I actually want to thank you um, for kind of pushing us off a week or so uh, because we were supposed to go on the week after R.A. Salvatore, yeah. uh, multiple-time bestseller and guy who invented the Forgotten Realms. And I feel much more comfortable following Vacant from last week than I did following <laughs> R.A. Salvatore. So thank you for uh, that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. We'll uh, uh, Next time we'll have a bigger lead-in for you. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's fine. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're doing programming and we're doing coffee and we're just trying to make a go of it. Sure. Are you guys a fan of, uh, of of Bob's books? Yes, they're very consumable books. I like that about them. They're... I've only read um, the first Drizzt book, right? And I need to read more of them. Sure. But reading is hard to fit into my life right now. <laughs> that is so true. I used to. Well, I mean, you guys live in a city, so maybe you don't have any excuses. Uh, but when <laughs> I lived in New York, that's when I did the most reading was on the subway. You know, commuting from 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 to and fro, right? And now, yeah, that would be nice. I can only listen to something. I can listen to books, but I, I, I right. prefer doing that in podcast form. <laughs> right, and I listen to. I like. I have so many audiobooks, but the podcasts are just. I have to catch up on the podcasts yeah. and then there's no time for the books. They'll take you in those podcasts and they won't let go. Exactly. What are you listening tried. to now? Any D&D ones? Um, I need to catch up on Rivals of Waterdeep. Yeah. Um, but mostly it's um, it's non-D&D programming because I watch so much D&D programming. It's probably good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I watch the D&D. I listen to the non-D&D and the books and try and find somewhere to sleep in between it. <laughs> those are good, those are good goals. <laughs> yep. Nice. Well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to queue up something here for Shelley since before we started recording, you did say that you enjoyed uh oh, something man. that oh, one of the know, that's so sweet. one of the two of us <laughs> made. I'm yeah. not sure who it was. Uh, yes, um somewhere between my 3.5 and fourth edition expeditions, I uh, came across Shelley's book, Confessions of a Part-Time Sorceress. And uh, because I was working at Barnes & Noble at the time. Oh, Um, Yeah, so um, I found it. I bought it. I read it. It's still on my bookshelf. And um, oh, oh, yeah, I have a physical copy. So you're going to sign it for me. I was going to say, bring it to GameholeCon. I will bring it to GameholeCon. Please sign it for me. I will find you one of the uh, promotional pink dice that we had given that we were giving away at launch. I'm sure I can find one and a little confessions dice bag. Oh, that's awesome. You're like, like, I've been holding on to that swag. I knew somebody would want it. (laughs) One 
day. We Good should job, make a new Greg. swag in the, yeah. Yes, we should. I know, right? Yeah. So do you only play sorcerers now, uh, <laughs> Latia? No, um, I run the full gamut of classes, but I um, I played almost exclusively tieflings as my Twitter handle that, will I played a tiefling for a long time. Yeah, I love the tieflings. I like them too. What do you like about them? Um, misunderstood. I was asking Latia, our not, guest. Not, not but Shelly, if you want to keep cutting in, that's fine. <laughs> Not even. I just think that they're very cool looking because they have horns and tails and can come in a vast range of colors. And that. <laughs> that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I I dig them. That's that's part. I like the 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 playing against type too, where you can be like, all right, they have this dark heritage, but then they don't necessarily always. It's kind of like a drist as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like my character in the Bard's Tale, her name is Lotus. She's a purple tiefling that. Um, she, she's a bard, but she's more of like a dancer. Like I know I told you guys that I'm a hula hoop dancer. So she's kind of Oops. based off of, yeah, I, she's kind of based off of me. Like she's probably as, as self-inserty as I can get with a character. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I forgot about the yeah. the the hoops. Yes. That is, <laughs> the videos that you have posted are amazing. Thank you. Um, I... Uh, I it takes you, you wouldn't believe how many videos there are for the ones I don't post. <laughs> <laughs> I can because I've done those and I'm like, oh, I don't know how people no. are able to make it move the way it moves. And but, yeah, yeah. So how how, how? <laughs> magic? <laughs> magic. It it's absolutely be. magic. Yeah. I'm actually once we're finished here, I have a class to teach later tonight. Oh. So so straight from real life to D&D to second. Well, I guess I don't count that as a real life job because it's what I love to do. That's right. You teach. So you teach yeah. hula hoop dancing? I do. Yes. So anyone can learn this? Or do you anyone, just have people that you're no, like, oh, honey, anyone can learn the hula back. hoop. I have taught so many people <clears throat> who don't think that they can hula hoop to hula hoop. I don't think I can hula hoop. I want to take that class. I want to take it too. Well, maybe I'll bring my big hula hoop to the game. <laughs> and uh, in the safety and uh, privacy of some uh, some corner, some I'll giant you convention center. <laughs> <laughs> if Greg goes, I'll 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 do it. All right, you have to go to Game Hall. Now I have to. That's it. Well, I'm committing to learn to learn the hoops. Yeah, I can do it. Is yeah. it is it possible that Wizards of the Coast needs a professional massage therapist slash uh, yeah. hula hoop instructor on staff? <laughs> well, is that something that a thousand percent, yes. And, and the barista and dungeon mastering seals yeah. uh, roll right. into one. I'll just fly out to Seattle tomorrow. I'll see you later, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long audition, but... I mean, interview process. <laughs> That's okay. I have the constitution. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So did, is your character, does your character use the, incorporate uh, the hoops into it or just more of well, the dancing stuff? She has a set of fans. I, I, I spin fans also um, that oh. she hasn't gotten a chance to use yet. Mm. Um, but um, when, when I figure out a way to make a hula hoop weapon, that's like not quite a chakram. So something a bit bigger than yeah. a chakram. I can figure out how to make that a viable weapon in Dungeons Dragons, she will probably have one. That is so cool. I would really, yeah. I also feel like it could be like kind of a shield or something. Like as long as you have the hula hoop. Hey, as long as the hoop is going, you have plus two to your armor class or something. something. Oh yeah, like a, like Thor's hammer going around and around mm-hmm. and around. Yeah, oh. it's just like it, it kind of just casts a protective shield over you. Oh, I like that too. And See, it's I magic. Will. You don't need it. You don't need to have like a real way for it to cause damage. Be like, exactly. it's, it's magic. magic. It's happening. 
We're crafting I, magic items here right, right now on the plot. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, I think the coffee also should have, like, you know, uh, give advantage on uh, the athletics rolls or something. Yeah. We have uh, – uh, so one of the characters in the Bard's Tale is uh, – he's a cook, and I have incorporated culinary arts into – uh, benefits for characters. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coffee specifically hasn't come up, but like I'm bad at giving advantage because I'm as good a DM as I am a business owner, apparently. Uh, <laughs> You're a great but, DM. Uh, stop uh, it. You're uh, much better but, as a DM. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, that's fair. <laughs> but I've incorporated um, some of the some of the recipes and the, the cooking rolls and stuff into uh, mechanical advantages to in our home setting. So I dig yep. that. Yeah. It's awesome. So do you have more roasts coming out? Are you thinking or So we're to talking it? to another streamer right now about a second oh, right, uh, to do the, help action the program roast, which I can't really talk about who that is, but I Greg will Tito. say that the um, – God, I wish. Um, I will say that, that the happen. benefit is for uh, A26LA, so maybe that will give you – Oh, uh, okay. So it's – Who the network is. It's least. those guys. But, I know that. Uh, it's those guys. From the um, last interview we did. Oh, all right. Those guys from that one thing that those they guys do. from that one thing that yeah. they do that support that organization. Um, yeah. But uh, that's still kind of in the works. Uh, I would expect um, that's going to go up, hopefully in line with some programming that comes out. Um, so I would expect maybe the next month or two we'll have another help action roast going. Sweet. Um, ideally, we I, I'd like to see uh, the help action program have a full line of products. So. Oh, if I end up, if I have to cut checks to fifteen five hundred one c threes a month, I'm excited to do it. Um, yeah, but uh, Holly was great to start with and was really supportive of the program. And um, yeah, and I love that it's benefiting uh, uh, anxiety and gaming, too. right? Because mm-hmm. that's such a huge part of our world right now. That's with, why a lot of people oh, yeah. get into gaming. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you know every once in a while people are uh, uh, you know what 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 are the factors that have, why Dungeons and Dragons is on everyone's uh, uh, you know tip of everyone's tongue and I think it has to do with all the great stuff you guys have been saying about about you know getting into 5th edition but it has a lot to do with all the other stuff too that's going on yeah. and people have right this there. escape into uh, an anxious free activity. Mm-hmm. That's really what we're trying to push through our programming here in the suburbs is really focus on, um, especially with the youth programming, giving kids a place to, to come and not be worried about yeah. sports or class or whatever else. So. And, and I love what you said at the beginning of this interview that it was like uh, coffee and going to coffee shops was this community uh, mm-hmm. that was you know around coffee and that type of thing, but it was also around gaming. And I, I have... Mm-hmm. This fond memory, I don't even remember the name of the coffee shop that was in my hometown, but it was next to the indie movie theater uh, downtown that we would go to, mostly because it was a place that I could play chess with my friend uh, mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a public thing. So That's we would go and yeah, we would drink coffee and play chess. Wait, uh, how old are you? I was, it was probably middle school. You drank coffee in middle school? I did drink a lot of coffee in middle school. I drink, oh my I did drink you have elbow patches on your jackets? I, I have those now. Well, now. <laughs> You uh, you're outnumbered. All three of us <laughs> really? were like, yeah. yeah. Actually, I did not like coffee and did not drink it until I moved to Seattle. Really? Yep. Ooh. It was the Seattle I didn't even coffee, like coffee scene. Flavored. Yes, I, I kind of eased into it with gonna, like a mocha yeah. and then some kind if of you're flavor. Jump coffee. into coffee. Seattle's the place to do it. And now it's just it's true. straight up black coffee everywhere. And I love it. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing until I moved here. But like, yeah, that there's there's like little espresso shacks on every route. 
And that's <laughs> people can't go because it was long. the loggers. It was the loggers who were like driving trucks with 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 lots of logs on them would stop by these things, and that's where that whole thing came from. I'm little, sure you guys knew the that. Little drive through. But I'm telling I you for our listeners. But that's exciting. I didn't know that, but I figure I feel like you should have known that. I, f- I feel like I should. Again, feeling. <laughs> just weave it into your dungeon mastering. Forget about the business part. We'll just read yeah, it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, yeah, com- uh, community and coffee kind of goes together with me. So I think yes. that's a perfect combination of what you what you guys are doing. Actually, I, think, I think anytime we can take a minute to kind of sit down and have conversations with each other is a good thing. Face to face. And so I think D and D is like the rules are a mechanical framework to have that conversation, but I think the conversation is what's important. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Uptown Espresso yeah. in West Seattle. Yeah. It's one of the best game shops, game places to play games and buy games. Yeah. I've ever been to. It's true. It's a coffee you, place. You guys go to Mox all the time, right? Mox, Sometimes, yeah. yeah. But I go right. to Uptown Espresso mostly because it's right okay. in my neighborhood. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess. Yeah, the two moxes are, are. But the moxes are good too. I mean, clearly, it, you don't. We're in, that's in the suburbs of Seattle. We don't go to those Bellevue places. Bellevue and uh, Ballard. I've never, Ballard. I've never been to Seattle. I can't comment. Oh, anymore. you should. You should come. Yep, you're invited. You should. Uh, you should fly us out. We'll yeah. be happy. To okay. Come we'll do, do it. Up. <laughs> we'll do this in person. I'll then. get right. there. I'll great. get there to Seattle one day. Nice. Lots well, of I, game conventions. And I actually know a, uh, uh, a person here who's into coffee almost as much as you guys are. So uh, maybe I could uh, hook you guys up. She's, yeah, she runs a whole bunch of like high end. She wants to do like go to weddings and be like, oh, have the espresso at your wedding and like oh. go and, and do that for people. I actually just started doing weddings. That would be a very nice person to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> with that person. Absolutely. Will do. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Making connections. Making connections up. here Making on the line. Happen. Well, uh, we talked about all the places you could get it uh, on the website, but why don't you go through uh, all of your contact information where people can find out more about what you guys are doing? Sure. Yeah. Um, actually, the best way to get a hold of us or to figure out what we're doing these days, we just launched a morning live show what? on our Twitch channel on oh, Monday sweet. mornings. That's awesome. It's at um, 9 a.m. Central, so 7 a.m. Pacific. You. I'll be watching the uh, <laughs> the videos of that. Yeah, it's not live. Yeah, um, it's called Rise and Roll, uh, and we do. That's a, um, we talk about some Kickstarters that are coming up. We talk about um, kind of what's going on, both in my brand, and then I partner with uh, Bill Allen of Bill Allen World. Hey, Bill. Who does a program called D and D with high school kids that's starting to get some traction, um, and so we we talk about what's going on there. And then we have uh, what we branded table topics. So we pick a topic every week and kind of go into that, which the last two weeks have been depressing because there's been nonsense going on in our community, unfortunately. But yes. we're just going to gloss over it and <laughs> focus and, on all the good things that are going to happen. And that's week. on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash initiative coffee co. And then we post a YouTube afterwards. So that's the best way to find out all of the things. But you can also find us on Twitter at, initiative, at init coffee co. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Initiative Coffee Co., Facebook at Initiative Coffee Co., and then check out The Bard's Tale. And then uh, we're starting a new program and season three of The Bard's Tale at the end of this month. So. Yeah. Nice. Season three. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, awesome. yeah. we filmed this Saturday. We filmed, yeah, we actually will film live to Twitch on Saturday. Uh, for the oh, opener that's of right. season three, it will be live, and then we'll cut it up and put it to YouTube over the course of some weeks. But good stuff. Yep. What about you, Latia? Where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me talking about anything, almost anything and everything on Twitter at twitter.com slash LM Tiefling. It stands for Licensed huh. Massage Tiefling. <laughs> oh my nice. God, that is great. Um, I actually am also starting, uh, starting to uh, start my own my own massage therapy business called Short Rest Massage. Oh, leaning Whoa. in, leaning in. Yeah. Awesome name. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just about everywhere at Take a Short Rest. Um, okay. all of my massages are vaguely D and D themed. Like what? you can get like yeah, there's like instead of hot stones, it's like D twenties. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> the sound effect comes with it. Yeah, the sound of dice rolling across your back. Yes, that's what I imagine it was. Um, like. so nice. But no, it's like um, I want to uh, primarily focus on doing chair massage at conventions. So, like a fifteen-minute oh. chair massage would be like a great a lesser restoration or a revivify or something like that. So um, it's gaining a it's gaining a little bit mostly uh, private clients now and stuff like that. But eventually, I do want to get to uh, conventions and start working on that. So that's what I'm doing when I'm not helping him out with the coffee. That's awesome. That's super smart. I think uh, a lot of gaming convention folks would appreciate. Yes, yes. It, it actually it started uh, the idea kind of first formed when I went to Gen Con 50 uh, last year. And uh, they had a, a company come out and do chair massages. And I was like, I could do that. Yeah. So then it, it just kind of like started snowballing. And then when I went to Gen Con again this year, I was like, I have a name. And then, um, <laughs> I, have and a then name. I have a name. And then it just kind of like built from there, like just kind of figuring out, you know, what I would name everything and getting a logo and everything. It's just, it's kind of been a, um, just kind of like a, a thing that I've just kind of been working on in my spare time. <laughs> right. Um, but that spare time. yeah, or whatever spare time that is. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's just kind of what I've been doing. So if you're ever in the Chicagoland area, hit me up on Twitter. Tomorrow. And- Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my chair. Out. I have my own supplies and everything. So I can bring a chair, bring a table to wherever nice. you are. And you can recharge, uh, all of your spells, exactly. attune to your magic your- items. Oh, you gotta exactly. use some of that. Tito's yeah. doing my advertising for me. <laughs> what we need is like a condition that gamers get that, you know, like with like people, there's what is like it? A like, level of exhaustion. Or, yeah. Or like, you know, like, oh, all that like dice rolling really like messes with your wrist or something. Like you oh, have to like, invent some kind of condition that us gamers are prone to and then be like, I'm here. Here's the condition. Here's the cure. Short rest. Exactly. Massage. Nice. Exactly. I dig See, it. I, I'm really glad that I talked to you guys about that. We <laughs> fully support coffee and massages. And I, yeah, I love that. I love that the theme of this this uh, interview too is like small businesses of nerds taking over the world. I know exactly. it makes me wonder, like how many exactly. other small, small businesses out yeah, there? Right. I, I I do try to cater to the issues that a lot of gamers focus on you know you know we're hunched over our computers and you know we're painting our minis so all the the wrist stuff and the shoulder stuff so that's kind of my specialty um yeah. So you want to get the thumb in there too. Oh, okay, good. Good Yeah. That way all the muscles are stretched. Stretch. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. A plus form. (laughs) You're already helping out. Yeah. You should maybe have like a list of stretches before you sit down for a marathon gaming session. Like here's some, you know, they tell you what to do like on airplanes when you're on a long flight. By the way, Mm. Shelly does consulting for uh, uh, marketing of (laughs) massage (laughs) 
<laughs> small businesses if I you want to. really inspired right now. <laughs> I know, you really It were. might be because I've been huffing this coffee for like an hour. <laughs> but this works. coffee creates ideas. No, it's, it's amazing. Get your massage and then you have a cup of coffee afterwards. No, it sounds amazing. Go, go, go. I dig it. I just want to real quick thank you for you guys helped us out with that raffle last month and you sent us way more than we ever could have. No problem. It was great. It was awesome. Um, I wish yeah. more than than two of the coffee mugs came un, <laughs> unbroken. Oh, no. Six of them were unbroken. We salvaged six. Uh, I don't usually like to blame people, but I'm going to totally blame Pelham on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing him under the bus. Wow. Sorry, sorry, Pelham. Wow. Uh, it was mostly the FedEx person. All right. I will just, sure. Yeah. Sure. We'll do that. Yeah. Uh, but that's awesome. awesome. And thank you for, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, gifting us with these bags of coffee. I can't wait now. I would holding them until this interview to consume them. Crack them open. And we loved meeting you uh, at uh, Origins. And, uh, you know, that was that was fantastic, too. So you guys are doing good work. Yep. You we really are. So. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And uh, thank you. everybody go get some coffee and massages. It makes a great gift for the holidays. <laughs> so you're always, you're still working. Cards. She's still working I'm on so it. I'm so inspired. <laughs> this is free PR, right? Oh. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. It does smell. Have no a good problem. One. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Man, it was really great to talk to uh, they are good people. Brian and Latia. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know so much uh, more about coffee now. I do too. <laughs> How to start a business. Kind of feel like they're like just still here with us. <laughs> in spirit as <laughs> in well spirit. as uh, uh, on the lines. And their coffee is delicious. It's so good. Did and you, I love how they're supporting gamers. Did you did try I, it after yes. Origins? Yeah, I have a little grinder. You ground it all up? Ground it all up. Yeah, it's it was tasty. Super delicious. Yeah, it's got a really nice uh, bouquet. Oh, I don't know the terminology. <laughs> you just sniff I it, just and it's like, like I would, I'm well, thinking wine tasting. <laughs> it really stays on your palate. It really stains your taste. <laughs> 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 it really lingers on your breath after. <laughs> it's, your everyone coffee. is my friend after mm-hmm. I drink this amazingly Yummy. delicious coffee. Everyone said, "Ooh." What is that coffee flavor coming out of your mouth? You seem so successful. I want to get to know you. It was very good. Yeah. Yes. Tasty. So they seem like nice people. I applaud everything they're doing uh, uh, with the uh, Snickety Snooks. So please go ahead and uh, uh, check that out yeah. um, and uh, you know get them into order number 102. Yeah. Uh, and uh, order it because it's good coffee. Can't go wrong. And it's for people who love gaming. So it's, it's a double plus good. Yes. Sweet. Yeah, and you're helping your fellow gamers. I dig it. Yeah. I dig it, too. What uh, uh, can people do to follow and maybe order coffee from you? Can they? Probably can't really order much coffee from me. No, why not? I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But where could they at least get in touch with you and ask you about well, you coffee? You can ask me at Shelly Moo on Twitter. Oh, well, maybe you'll have a creamer. I don't. Oh, Moo. Yeah. Hey, partnership. There you go. Shelly Moo Creamer. Shelly Moo's Dungeons and Dragons themed coffee creamers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you do like confessions of a part-time milkmaid? (laughs) No, it doesn't work. (laughs) We'll work on it. We're spitballing here. You're the the marketing whiz (laughs) who is coming up with all these great ideas for these guys. Uh, Don't listen to any of my advice. They're all bad. (laughs) That's a good idea, Tito. <laughs> Did not listen to mine. Yes. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's, that's the takeaway. Where can people find you, Greg oh, Tito? I'm at Greg Tito on Twitter. That's unique. Or 
on Instagram at Greg underscore Tito. Oh, the under- was Greg Tito taken on Somebody Insta- had Greg Tito. Stop yeah. it. I know. Isn't that They're on Insta- Oh, you know what? They probably tried to get on Twitter and were pissed. There's nobody. No, there's no. It's, it's one of those. There was nothing there. They had the account, but they didn't actually post anything. Greg, there's a Greg Tito squatting. Yeah. For all I know, it's me. Like, I might have done that and I forgot. Oh, yeah. 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 I blame myself. Well, yeah. now you have two. Or Facebook. Who knows? It's one of their problems. But you can do me at, uh, follow me at those two places. And uh, uh, I've been taking lots of great pictures. Um, did you see the one video I did recently no. where it was, you know, the crows that are yes, outside? Yes, I did see that. I did a nice 360 video yes. with amazing sunset. And the crows, it was so, that's what fall is that's, like here yes. at the Wizards of the Coast office. There they are. They just are in the parking lot. And crows. it feels like you're in a movie. It doesn't feel real. Nope. Yeah. It feels like they're all going to just dive bomb you and take you away somewhere. I know. Uh, and uh, so I was glad I was able to capture it on, yeah, on the videos. Cool. Uh, so if you want to know what it's like to work in Wizards of the Coast at the fall, in the fall. go check out that what on my like Instagram. What it's like to walk out to your car I know. with crows <laughs> screaming <laughs> overhead. <laughs> what are they doing? I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it, it's, like, it's not a mating thing because that's usually in the spring. Why right? are they all... Like, where are they the rest of the year? You know what? We need to uh, speak to an ornithologist uh, okay. who can let us know all the things that's going on. Okay. All right. Maybe they'll contact us on Twitter. Yes, that's a good idea. So if you like D&D and you're ornithologist, uh, and I think I know someone. You have a lot of connections. I think I do. I think we should get her on. She's a cosplayer. She did the amazing Kenku cosplay. Oh, my God. Uh, Does she really know about birds? I, I mean, think otherwise, so. Other than how to make a really amazing costume? I think so. So, all right. We're going to have to. All right. That's it. We're booking her. She's booked. Booked. We just booked it. It's happening. All right. Is there anything else we need to do before we sign off here? I like our logo on the screen. Dragon time. Uh, no, I think that's good. All right. Well, I'm going to go check out what's happening on the ceiling up here. You're going up on the ceiling? Yeah. Wait, oh, 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 God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, they killed me.